0: I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're gonna talk about something pretty important to every negotiation because we can't really negotiate without it. We're gonna talk about offers. How do I structure offers? What are the things to look for in a good offer? But really, we're gonna focus on this question. Can you make better offers? Or are some offers better than others? If we really wanna break it down, we're gonna look at three different aspects of your offer. We're gonna talk about how to use those three aspects to control our offers in negotiation. We're gonna talk about the impact of these three different aspects on process and outcomes in our negotiation. So this is gonna be um, a very specific look at the offers. We're gonna talk about timing of an offer. We're gonna talk about content of an offer. And we're gonna talk about the focus of our offers. I have some very specific information about each of these and we'll break it down so that you can use this immediately in your negotiations. So let's start with time. What do you want the timing of your offer to look like? And there are two components of this. First of all, how early in the negotiation do you wanna throw an offer out? And secondly, do you wanna be first? Let's tackle how early in the negotiation. We need to be aware of what's going on in the negotiation. We need to be aware of how we are relating. We need to be aware of relationships. We need to be aware of trust. And if we go too early, if we throw an offer out before the other parties involved are ready for that offer, what we're going to do is we're going to start to alienate them. We could generate some suspicion. We could... Impact the trust negatively, there are a lot of things that could happen from an offer that's not timed right. So what that means is I've got to spend some time and build that relationship. This doesn't mean just talking about the weather, talking about kids, talking about things that are um, the those easy things to bring into a negotiation. We need to talk deeply about our motives. We need to talk deeply about why am I negotiating with you? Where do I see the interdependence that we can both gain from. Because remember, in your negotiation, the only way that it works is if we've got some interdependence. If we have some interdependence, that means when you gain, I gain, we can't get the gains without each other. That interdependence is critical. So we need to put that on the table. We need to talk about that. We need to think about how can I leverage this in order to maximize what's available to gain in this interaction. This takes time, it takes planning, and it takes commitment. I need to walk into the negotiation with some scripted questions, some ideas about what I'm gonna ask you, how I'm gonna ask it, and the information that I'm gonna provide you about my motives and my interests, because I can't ask you for something that I'm not willing to share. That's another thing that's very important in this structure. We need to be willing to share about our motives and put that on the table first. Talk about my interdependence with the other parties around the table to get information about their interdependence with me. That's gonna help me build trust. That's gonna be a positive thing so that we can move forward into offers. Okay do you wanna make the first offer? Anyone who has looked at the research knows that there is some significant research that shows us that first offers are highly correlated with final outcomes. What that means is if I make the first offer, I'm determining a lot of the outcome by that first offer. It's an anchoring thing. If you put the anchor down in the negotiation, That gives some information to the other party, and we tend to stay near that anchor. So if I'm putting a first offer out, that means I'm anchoring. So you probably want to think about that when you're preparing for your negotiation. Putting out that first offer allows you to control the negotiation a little bit more. It controls the narrative. If I put out an offer, I want it to be well defended. So my offer can't just be, here's an offer, It has to be, here's an offer, and this is why this is a good offer. And I want to connect it not only to my interests that I know going in, but also what I've learned from you about your interests, about your motive, your reason for being in the negotiation. How does this serve the interdependence that we share in this interaction? If I can connect that, it becomes a much stronger argument for my offer. If I can't, connect that, then people can counter that very easily. And the counter offers are gonna carry a lot more weight. I can only make this first offer if I'm well prepared. I have to know what's in my mind. I have to know my motive. I have to know my reason for being there. And I have to be able to represent it with a position that will be my first offer. This is why the mythology is out there that whoever speaks first loses. Because a lot of people go into a negotiation unprepared or ill-prepared. And if you're not prepared and you put an offer out there, you are giving the other parties around the table, you're giving the other parties with whom you're interdependent some information that may not be very useful. You're giving them some information about what you value every time you make an offer. And if I'm not prepared to make that offer, I'm giving you the wrong information. This is the thing that we wanna think about when we come into the content of our offers. Our offers give valid information to the other parties. Whether or not we've done the research, whether or not we've done the preparation, we are giving information to the other parties involved in the interaction with the content of our offers. So we want that to be the content that we want to communicate. It's very important to think this through. If you make an offer that's something wild and random, it's gonna lead the other parties at the table down a path that is not going to be very helpful to you when you wanna try to get to an outcome. Remember, offers take control of the narrative in the interaction. If I give you a narrative that leads you down a path that is not the way that I want to go, I'm hurting myself. I want to be sure that the narrative that I give you leads you in the direction toward my interest. Now, if your interest doesn't isn't compatible with mine, if your interest is something outside of what I'm interested in in the negotiation, if we have completely different views of the world, completely different motives in our interaction, my offer, should make that apparent to you. If we're not gonna get to a deal, you should see from those offers, every time Chris makes an offer, it's leading me down this path and this is the path towards failure for me. If it's a path towards failure, hey, we need to walk away from this and that's okay. It's okay to walk away from a negotiation where I'm not gonna successfully achieve the reason that I'm in the interdependence it's okay to walk away from that. It's not okay to accept a deal that's bad. It's not okay to accept a deal because I'm unprepared or ill-prepared or I don't really know what you're saying with your offer. So we've gotta be clear about that. The content of our offers should lead people in the direction toward our success. If I make an offer that leads you in one direction and you make an offer that leads in a different direction, now we've got something great to talk about in the negotiation. Now we can talk about, well, why is that your offer? What are you trying to accomplish here? And I can tell you more about what I'm trying to accomplish. My offer says this because, and we can use that and leverage that so that we can gain better understanding and really get to a different level of trust. If we're talking about our offers, and explaining the reasoning behind them, that leads people to a level of trust, to a level of understanding that will benefit our interaction. The last of these three pieces. The last is the focus. It's not the least important. It's just the one that I'm bringing up last. And the focus, I think, is actually the most important. I want all my offers to do exactly what I just said with content. They need to focus you on what I'm there to accomplish. Every offer that I make should point to that reason. Every offer that I make should be focused on why I'm even there to negotiate. If offers lead us in a different direction, if they're misleading, if they're confusing, if they don't make sense to the other parties, it's gonna lead us in a way that leads to impasse, that leads to failure, that leads to bad deals. So we want that focus to be clear, focused on the underlying motive for negotiating. A lot of times we go into the negotiation and we're really focused on those positions. We've got some good ideas about how we can achieve those interests but we haven't put the interest forward. The interest is the reason that we're there negotiating. If we haven't put that reason for negotiating as the first part, the first thought, the reason to develop a position, then our positions are gonna take, take precedence over that. And the positions are tangible. It's really easy to get hung up on these tangible positions. It's really easy to get hung up on dollars on delivery dates, on waste values. It's really easy to get hung up here. We don't want that to happen with us. We wanna make sure that we're focused on that reason for negotiating. If we're focused back on the reason that we're negotiating, it opens up any number of possibilities to get our interests met. If we're focused only on the position, the dollars, the delivery date, etc then those are the only ways to achieve success. Rather, we wanna be willing to take other ways to achieve success. So here are some tactical aspects of good offers. We wanna be able to move first. It doesn't mean we always will move first, but we wanna have that ready and available to us when we're negotiating. If we have it available to move first, then when the, the opportunity presents itself, I can present you with an offer. Even if if the other parties move first, if we're ready and willing and able to move first, we can very easily counter those offers. We also want to move decisively. I don't want to put an offer out there. I don't want to put an offer out there that seems as if I'm making it up on the spot. I don't want the offer to come in a way that isn't delivered positively, delivered actively. Because if I'm delivering my offer with stuttering, with some some pauses that may seem like I'm trying to, to figure out a way to best you, it causes suspicion in the interaction. I don't wanna cause that suspicion. I wanna have a good, solid, decisive offer. I'm gonna put that in front of you. I'm going to show you this is why, what I've thought through. This is why I'm here. And I'm going to make it very deliberate and very decisive. I want it to be static as well. I don't want to slide into an offer. So I don't want to make a hesitant first offer and then immediately give a concession and slide back. Well, if you can't do 5000 I understand 4500 is okay. If I'm going to make an offer, I want it to be static. I want to put it out there. 5000 and this is why. 5000 because, and have a good, solid reason behind it. If I slide into an offer or I make an offer and then immediately concede, again, it's going to break your trust. It's going to make you think that I'm trying to take advantage of you. Every offer that you give, you need to be willing to give it knowing that they may accept it and you need to be okay with that don't make an offer that you don't want them to accept if the other party says yes and you've made a good offer then you've done a good job don't fall prey to the winner's curse that says if i get my offer accepted without some haggling then i'm going to feel bad about it if you make a solid offer and they accept it that's great That's great, you've saved time. You've made them happy. You've made your side happy because you've thought it through. It's interest-based. We're looking at ways to maximize our interaction. That's great. Be willing to listen to the others involved. Be willing to listen to their offers, listen to their counters, try to understand what they're trying to accomplish, and then be willing to talk about those offers together. Why is this important to you? This is why this is important to me. Those types of discussions can really move this forward. Those types of discussions are where we can find hidden value in our interactions. Those are really important. Be willing to have those discussions. Also, when you make offers, make offers knowing that you're going to be asked for concessions. Don't make an offer that's a final offer. Don't make an offer and say, this is it. That's, that's all we have to do. Make offers. And if they don't meet your needs, if they don't meet your interests, if the reason that you're negotiating isn't satisfied by the concession that's, that the other parties ask for, then we go back to negotiating. We go back to talking about it. But the worst thing that we can do is make offers that say, that's it. That's as far as I can go. I'm giving you everything, that's my final offer, that's the last offer, because that's gonna cause us to have bad feelings, it's gonna cause suspicion, it's gonna cause distrust, it's gonna lead us down a path where we're probably gonna get to impasse or to a bad deal. Always, always think about the perspective of the other party when you're making an offer. Don't make an offer and just block out their perspective. We've got to be willing to think about it, willing to listen, willing to learn. Offers are really powerful. They control the narrative in the negotiation. So make sure you're using deliberate, well-thought-out, well-researched offers. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at meyernegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.